Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, everyone. It's Lainey. Welcome back to the Library Love Fest podcast. Today, we have another episode of Editors Unedited. I think it's going to be an episode that everybody is really excited for. So today I want to welcome David Pomerico, the editorial director at Harper Voyager US. Hi, David. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for being here. And you have an exciting author guest, so I'm going to hand it off to you. Yeah, I'm sure most of you aren't here to listen to me. You're here to listen to the amazing RF Kuang, the best-selling, award-winning author of the Poppy Ward trilogy. We're here to talk about her fourth novel, Babel, or The Necessity of Violence, An Arcane History of the Oxford Translators' Revolution. So, Rebecca, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I can't believe that this is the fourth book that we've worked on together. That's crazy. I guess we started this journey six years ago. Twenty sixteen. Does that sound yeah, about right? Yeah. Wow, that is six years ago. I know. Imagine the idea that not only have you written four novels in that time, but if people don't know, at the time you were writing the Poppy War, you were at Georgetown, <laughs> full time student, and you've been a full time student this entire time. And if I'm not going too out on a limb, that's one of the reasons why you wrote Babel in the first place. Is that right? Yeah, most of my books revolve around academia. Babel is the most explicitly academic one, but book six, which I guess we have to have a conversation about soon. I've told Natasha this, it's a rom-com set in hell, and it's a rivals to lovers story about two PhD magicians. So we'll get to that soon. But I started writing Babel when I was doing my master's degree at Oxford, which is a beautiful place, very storied history. And I think everybody who goes to Oxford ends up writing some version of their Oxford novel. But mine centers on what it's like to feel completely out of place, the very colonial, and it was built and funded with colonial money. The United Kingdom today has not really shaken off all of that history, and in many cases has not bothered to acknowledge it. So it's difficult being a student of color at a place like Oxford. And I was there on scholarship, which was great, but feeling both at once, like I wanted nothing more than to belong to this beautiful place and wear the robes and drink the champagne and enjoy the libraries and also be acutely aware of what kind of colonial exploits built this institution. And Babel is a novel that explores those contradictions. Most librarians are already probably very aware (laughs) of this uh, book, but why don't you give a very quick pitch uh, about a little bit more about the story, and then we can talk a little bit more about the process of like working on it together, on your writing, your thoughts. Uh, so that way they can kind of get a behind the scenes look of how Babel came together. 
Babel is basically the love child of Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell and The Secret History, which are two of my favorite novels ever. It's a dark academia fantasy novel set in 1830s Oxford and involves secret societies, student revolutions, and of course, empire. My favorite thing about Babel is that the magic system is based on translation, which I study, and it works by exploring the kind of meaning lost in translation from one language to another, because no two languages have a direct one-to-one correlation. Even languages that are very similar, like English and Spanish or French and English. I'm studying French right now, and it's incredible how some words mean very different things than their supposed cognates in English. But the premise of Babel is that in the 1830s, there's a, well, it's fictional, but there's a translation institution, and students from all over the world are brought to the UK to work for the Crown and employ their skills and languages like Chinese, Arabic, French um, to further the interests of the empire. Because something that we don't really think about a lot is ways in which translation and language historically been a colonial tool. So this gives me a structural narrative reason to have students who are Chinese, who are Haitian, who are Indian, and put them in 1830s Oxford, where historically they would never have gotten in because they're not white. And I won't give any spoilers, but the story follows those students who arrive and find themselves very torn between their love of the place and their loyalty to their homelands. Great. So we've now worked on four books together. I thought I'd start with a broader question about kind of the editorial revision process. And I actually kind of want to know this myself anyway, like what kind of editorial notes and feedback do you thrive off of? What really helps you kind of guide that second round of writing? I think this has changed a lot over the course of editing the first three books in the Poppy War trilogy and then shifting to working on Babel with you and Natasha. Well, to begin with, before the first draft ever reaches you guys, it goes through at least two developmental edits with Hannah, my agent, who is a very incisive editor herself and also hypercritical. So you you guys don't see like the truly messy versions that she has to suffer through. But even my editorial relationship with her and my editorial relationship with you guys, I think has changed a lot over the past few years. I think the book that needed the most work was The Dragon Republic, which is the second book in the popular trilogy. And I think second books are just harder for everyone. It's called The Sophomore Slump for a reason. First books are nice and contained and easy, and you can map them neatly against the three-act structure, and they don't take that much structural revision. But once you get to the middle book of a trilogy, everything gets messy. And especially if it's the second book you've ever written in your career, then it's a whole pile of mess. But somehow we got through that. And I don't even really remember the kind of editorial notes that were tossed around. I just recall that it was a nightmare all the time. Um, But I think both in the course of growing as a writer and as a person and also growing in this editorial relationship, I think what has happened is that I'm able while drafting to anticipate the kind of editorial remarks you're already going to make. So I got used to you guys saying the pacing isn't working here. You need to cut out some of this exposition. You've gone on too long about how the irrigation system in this province works and we need to get back to the action. So I think by the time we got to Babel, we were just focusing really hard on more intricate, fine-grained stuff like character development. So I recall that your comments 
on Robin, Robin's the main character of Babel, but Robin's psychological journey in particular were a lot of fun for me to read and think about and very inspirational because I had known vaguely that he was going through some kind of psychological trauma, but I don't think I really pushed as far as I could have. And reading your edit letter, which said something to the effect of, we know he's going through something, but it's opaque to the reader, which makes some of his actions seem contradictory. And realizing that, realizing that I needed to put more starkly on the page exactly what he was going through actually sent me into a rabbit hole in reading about psychoanalysis and especially like the Asian American <laughs> psychoanalytic subject and Robin's not Asian American but I think some of the identity struggles he's going through map well onto the subjects of this book about Asian American psychoanalysis by oh I'm forgetting the authors but I'm sure we can put it in the metadata for this podcast <laughs> yeah so I learned a lot about the character and about this field of psychology and about the writing process through going through those notes. And I think I'm at the stage of my career now where reading your edit letters never really scares me (laughs) Um, because I know the book is always fixable. It's just a really good chance to dig deeper into some things I haven't thought very hard about. Well, I'm glad they don't scare you. They're definitely not designed to scare you. It is interesting because I was actually looking back over the editorial... letter I sent you, which was almost exactly a year ago. I I think at one point I called Robin a little bit of a cipher at the time and seeing how you took that and ran with it and like fleshed him out even more. I felt like with Rin in the Poppy War, you had a sense of who she was right off the bat. Here was like an orphan. Here was a, a character who needed to get out. With Robin, I wonder if It was more like you had this great idea about Oxford and about the Translation Institute, but still trying to figure out how he would live in that space. And I could be completely conjecturing here, but do you feel like you approach this book a little bit more the setting in mind? Or was Robin always fully formed in your head and you just needed maybe a little bit of nudging to get him a little bit more on the page? I don't think it's the setting that I was focused on. I think you're getting close to the truth, though, which is Robin's just a much more complicated character than Rin is. And Babel is a much more complicated novel than the Poppy War trilogy, because Rin, on the emotional level, is really easy to write. It's just if A, then B, A, so B, like bad things happen to her, so she reacts to them. She doesn't really stew on things or live in contradictions. She's very impulsive and she just does what she wants and she lashes out in rage. So it's never difficult to explain to the reader why Rin is doing what she's doing because you've just seen in the previous page the horrible things that compels her to act. But Robin's a very different character and that shift was good for me. I appreciated the challenge and I think when you're moving on to a new world, a new project, you have to do something very different. Otherwise, your character characters risk sounding like echoes of characters you've already written. So Robin, well, first, I think he's just a better person. (laughs) He's kinder, he's sweeter, he is not as angry, but he's also very complex in that he, he has all this rage inside him and this grief and trauma, but he doesn't know how to express it. And 
he has all these conflicting loyalties to the institution, to his friends. He wants to protect them. He wants to stand for something. He wants to survive, but he also wants to get revenge. So he doesn't know what he's doing with himself. And I think the key to unlocking Robin was just to put all those contradictions on the page there for the reader. So instead of keeping his mind as opaque as I think it was in the first draft, just making it clear why he's struggling so much, I think has made the Robin in later drafts a lot more relatable and easy to sympathize with. I know we're not supposed to read Goodreads reviews, but I peeked mm-hmm. anyways because the Goodreads reviews have been so nice about Babel. And a lot of readers have said that they really emphasize with him and they understand why he does what he does. They get why he doesn't act initially on a lot of things he could act on. So I think overall that was a successful editorial turnaround. Yeah, again, like part of my job as an editor is to like, try and help you hone what you already have. And like, I think that's what was so great about like, again, like this process was that you knew who Robin was. We we just, sometimes like, it's so easy, I think as a writer to be like immersed, this is a very long book. You took a lot of time. There was a lot of research that went into it. And I always wonder sometimes if an author forgets that like, we don't know this character as well as you know that character. Yeah, definitely the most valuable feedback I get from you, Natasha, and Hannah is reminding me what's in my head that's not making it onto the page. And it's never that what's on the page is wrong, but I need to revise it to make clear what I was trying to say in the first place. You were, you were also, we were talking a little bit about like, you know, kind of differences between Rin and Robin. Was it more difficult to go from writing a series and revising like individual books in a series, knowing you might have another book to like delve deeper when, as opposed to Babel, which is a standalone novel, like knowing that like it all has to kind of be here. I mean, there's always potential for more. There's always potential for more, but this is a very self-contained story. Um, And knowing you had a finite amount of pages, um, did that change how you approached both writing and the revisions? I think I appreciated the technical challenge of writing a standalone that has to incorporate more story than any of the individual books in a trilogy did. I also appreciated... The fact that with a standalone, you can write the final page and turn the cover and sit back and know that's it, that's over (laughs) with. I don't have to think about these characters anymore. Um, I think starting off your career with an entire trilogy is something that authors should think harder about when they commit to it because that's a long time to be spending with those characters and those storylines. And I spent five years with the Poppy War trilogy. And I think if I could have gone back and done things differently, I might've started with a completely unrelated standalone first and then tackled the trilogy when I had more time for it and and had developed my writing skills more. So I think by the time I got to Babel, I was just very relieved to be doing something new and very excited to um, try to fill in one book all of the arcs and complexity and plot like ups and downs that I fit in the span of a trilogy. I mean, it was harder in the sense that first year, right, you can't leave any loose ends hanging for future books. Also, I will say for the popular trilogy, there are some loose ends that I just never wrapped up because I couldn't figure out what to do with them. I didn't think the reader was going to notice <laughs> and I didn't want to bother with wasting words on it. Unfortunately, readers always notice. So there's that you have to account 
account for every character and make sure the reader has doesn't have questions that are unreasonable to keep asking. But there's also just the structural challenge of a standalone, especially one as ambitious and sprawling as Babel. I kept struggling when I was trying to come up with the outline for it because all of the books in the popular trilogy follow very closely the three-act structure, which I think is just perfect. And I won't go into my rant about why I love triangles and threes so much, but I'm very wedded to the three-act structure. It works very well for trilogies or books within the trilogies. But Babel has a harder plot and you can't do that with just three acts, especially since it's a Bildungsroman, which involves all of this early like prologue story, like you have to see Robin growing up before we get to the story proper of like all the action when he is grown. So I learned about the five act structure for Babel and that worked much better, but it did mean that I have to go back and rearrange a bunch of things and toss out a bunch of chapters and relearn how to write a novel basically. There's also some other interesting structural stuff going on in Babel. First of all, there's footnotes, which I hadn't done before, which I had so much fun doing and wished I'd done for the popular trilogy, because every time you told me that I had to cut out something because it was dragging the pacing, because it was too much exposition, I could have just put it in a footnote. And there's also the interstitial chapters in Babel, which I love. I love jumping very briefly into the voice of another character. And I don't think I got to do that quite as much in the popular trilogy. So yeah. Babel was just a fun technical challenge on so many levels of craft, not just how many storylines do you have to wrap up. Um, But I think I pulled it off. If I didn't, it was still really fun to attempt. Well, I definitely think you pulled it off. I think everybody who reads it is going to be pulled into it. I also like that this book has the differences from the structure of the Poppy War. I think that's one of the things that will make it stand apart. It's a very different world, very different magic, very different types of action, but it's also a very different read. It's a very different voice. It showcases your ability to try something new and succeed at it. This is a book that specifically lends itself to it. It adds to the way the story is being told. Anyway, this is an arcane history, so it makes sense. You know, the interstitials, the four characters are much more on screen together in Babel Rin is always solo, you know, even when she's with people, like it's always her and to her, it's always about her, which I think like makes sense that it's a single POV story. I have to say like, this has been a fantastic experience for me. I'm always very happy. I can't believe this is, you know, my job. I get to work with great authors like you. I think this is a very special book. I think people are going to absolutely devour it when they get a chance. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about, you know, writing Babel, working on Babel. Since we're talking about the editorial process and I've always been curious, we've been working together since 2016 now. What's it been like watching me? I don't want to brag and say get better with each book, but what's it been like dealing with my artistic changes over the last few years? And do you think the process has changed um, from the fourth, fifth, sixth book compared to the first one? I mean, definitely. Like, it's so fascinating because editorial should be a collaboration. It should be a partnership. So that first time, we're both just excited. New deal for you, new book for me. Let's dive in. And then, as you said, the second book, I remember specifically, there was like this trip up the river. (laughs) You, Natasha, and I like got on the phone and we talked it through and like why it was important, why it was important for the story, why it was important for the history. And I think 
part of the process wasn't just so much, hey, are you technically writing good sentences or is this story, but like, what is your intention? What is your desire? What are your expectations out of this book? Looking through my editorial letter, I realized there were like, I think five bullet points that I was like, when you're going through this, this is really what I want you to focus on. And I think three of them were specifically just about Robin, as you pointed out. And the other ones, we had a good conversation and being able to hear your rationale about why they needed to be where they were, when they were and how they were. Because I'll admit, I was like, you should take these out. And you were like, there's absolutely no way <laughs> like we can take these out. And you convinced me. And like, that's, I think, the part of the relationship that has really grown between us is that I do think that you feel a lot more comfortable pushing back against me. And I feel a lot more comfortable bringing to you why I think something should be the way it is. And having the ability to do that over four books allows us to, to grow. Like any good relationship, like the communication has gotten better. And there, I think the editorial process has gotten better and smoother because we both feel more confident and not feel like, you know, I'm insulting you or you're offending like my experience or anything like that. You have also just grown as a storyteller. And that has been impressive, especially when you consider that the Poppy War is your first book. And that's a phenomenal book because it is. And the fact that you have gotten better as a writer from that point is just a testament to the hard work you've put in and your dedication to building your craft. And it's just really cool for me to be a part of seeing that evolution. Aww. I will say the best thing about having been at the same imprint for my whole career means that we get to develop that kind of trust and familiarity between the writer and the editor. And I also think, I agree, Babel has been the smoothest editorial process by far, um, which isn't equivalent to saying it was the easiest. But I think since we're all on the same page about what the story needs to be, and we understand each other's working styles, and you guys know how hard you should push me. And I understand now that most of the time when you tell me something is not working you're right but when you try to write in your own sentences to tell me how to fix it you're wrong um and yeah I just I I really love um working with you editorially and I'm excited to see where we go from here although I will say your suggestions for me to add more romance into my novels will never succeed I'm sorry <laughs> I was gonna ask about that but I don't want to spoil anything but I definitely have opinions but listen people are gonna ship who they want to ship <laughs> and that and is and that's that's fine. on them they can do yes. that in their fan <laughs> art and in their fan fiction exactly well this has been fantastic I really appreciate you taking the time I know the people listening are really going to appreciate hearing about your process and about Babel, which comes out August 23rd. So make sure if you haven't already gotten your copy, put in your order. But thank you so much, Rebecca. And yeah, Thanks happy for having uh, babbling. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. See you next week.